What's going on, guys? Welcome to Puncher Knowledge. Tonight's episode is a little bit more action-packed than normal. We're going to be talking a little bit about customer acquisition today. And then at the same time, we're also going to be talking about um, customer lifetime value formula and what that really means. We're going to be covering a little bit more on the marketing aspect. So tune in. My name is Aaron Tabasum, and this is Puncher Knowledge. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate everyone that spends their time listening to this podcast. Um, Just to start off, you know, I just want to make sure everything's clear about this podcast. It's supposed to be primarily uh, educational purposes. Uh, As people are at home doing nothing, it's a good way for those that are in business, starting out to be in business to kind of gradually improve themselves and make themselves better coming out of, you know, post-COVID-19. And for those that are considering to go in business, it's a great opportunity for them to kind of learn what the steps are and that they could take today in ensuring that post-COVID-19, they're on a head start compared to everyone else. For individuals that don't have businesses, I hope you still tune in. It's a good way for you to learn, understand um, in other means, maybe for your own particular role at work. It could also mean some more education for you. There's also other episodes, um, you know, talking about how what you could be doing doing during COVID, um, especially if you're struggling financially. We have a couple episodes that we're in the process of editing. They're going to be talking more or less about with one of uh, a good, well-known accountant. She's going to be joining us to talk about how these benefits help you and what to look out for and how to really understand those benefits. We're also going to have episodes coming up in the next couple of days talking more about investments, stocks, and Forex. So, you know, keep tuning in, keep listening. And without further ado, let's get right into it. So I said the words customer acquisition cost, otherwise known as CAC. What this is, is it's a metric. And over the years, I would say primarily over the last 10 years, it's been growing at a rapid level, this particular um, acronym, CAC. It's growing in the emergence of internet companies um, coming up and web-based advertising campaigns. And it's essentially a way that they're tracking the cost in acquiring a new customer. So traditionally, just to kind of give people some insight, a company needs to basically engage in advertising and find ways to track customers through decision-making processes. And today, what's happening is is that many web-based companies are engaging so many different targeted campaigns and are tracking customers as they progress from someone who's a prospect to an interested lead to someone that's a long-lasting loyal customer. So what has to happen in this particular environment is that the customer acquisition cost is used by both companies and investors to know exactly what the bottom line number is, is obtaining a sale. All right, so we said what is CAC. Now I'm just going to quickly touch on customer lifetime value, which is otherwise known as CLV. Basically, the what a CLV or a customer lifetime value is, is the amount of revenue that a business can expect to earn by any given customer. So any one customer, how much revenue that that customer is going to bring in. Now, the measurement, it spans between the customer's entire purchasing relationship 
with the company itself. So, uh, you know, a good example is let's say you're a person who has tons of Apple products. To Apple, the customer lifetime value would be that, you know, you bought an iPhone 3, iPhone 3GS, an iPad, an iPad Pro, a MacBook, and so forth. So collecting all that you've made in purchases to Apple in and itself, they have a formula that evaluates, let's call it your customer score. Now, in addition to the product purchases, a CLV incorporates ongoing services provided. Like, are you coming back to using the Genius Bar, if we go back to the Apple example, uh, are you coming back and buying additional warranty products? You know, uh, it attempts to basically gauge the average amount of businesses that are generated uh, due to a customer's repeat businesses. Now, um, just so everyone understands, like, you know, understanding the theory of what CAC and CLV are, I'm going to formulate it. Um, and I'll tell you what the formula is for each of them. And then I'm going to give you an example. The first and foremost one is customer acquisition cost. Again, moving forward, if you hear me say CAC, uh, it's customer acquisition cost so that we're all in the clear here. Uh, basically, what a customer acquisition cost is, is you're going to take the total of your expenses for specifically for your marketing and in itself, um, and then you're going to divide it by the amount of customers you've obtained. So for mathematical purposes, I'm just going to quickly run some numbers here. Let's just say over a period of 30 days, you spent $25,000 in marketing and you obtained 100 new customers. If we take the $25,000 divided by the 100 customers, your customer acquisition cost would be $250. So in plain, simple terms, it means that you spent $250 per customer acquired. So if that customer, if it costs you $250 for that customer to, up, to uh, be able to obtain them and they only spent $100 in net revenue for you after without paying off the actual marketing expense, that means you're in the whole $150 just to get that customer. Okay. On the other hand, if you spend $200 for a customer and after everything's paid off except paying the marketing itself, you made $500 net. Well, if you take away the $250 you spent on obtaining that customer, you made a positive $250 profit uh, with your marketing campaign. Now, a customer lifetime value, that's, I'm going to use the acronym CLV. There are several complex formulas that we can use to calculate CLV. The easiest way to do it to get a rough estimate is to divide your net profit um, over a specific period um, of time and then by the number of customers served over that period of time. So for example purposes, let's just say mathematically, if you had net profits of $750,000 over five years and served a thousand customers, your CLV would be $750. Because all we did was we took the $750,000 and divided it by the thousand customers you had served over the last five years and each customer has brought you $750. That's how we can do that, that, that particular way of mathematics. Again, there's complex terms or uh, not terms, sorry, complex formulas that you can use. That's the rough estimate version that we're gonna use without getting into fine detail, just because there are so many factors and so many different uh, industries that use particularly different ways or of formulas, I should say, just because of added expenses that one industry wouldn't have. 
Um, it could be the way that the revenue stream work comes in and, and so forth that we're not going to touch base on specifically today. Now, those that might be listening might be wondering as to what does CAC or CLV, CLV, sorry, yeah, uh, really mean and how do they affect them and what their direct relationship is over amongst each other, right? So there is a direct relationship between both the customer acquisition cost and the customer lifetime value. Now, we can basically signify the perspective and the growth of your of the future of the company um, by comparing the two. It's most advantage, advantageous for you if the CAC is low and the CLV is high. So what that means in just very slim, slim terms is that if you spend less on acquiring a customer and sell more to an existing customer, it's going to work out a lot better in the longer period. So if right now your numbers aren't favorable, um, where you are spending more to acquire a customer than you're actually selling um, and or your existing customers aren't really coming back time after time after time again, you need to be making changes today to keep that business profitable and to continue to grow it. So for example's sake, if it's going to cost you about $100 to obtain a customer uh, and it's going to produce about a $500 customer lifetime value, your company experiences a long-term benefit. But when the customer acquisition cost is greater than the total value to be received, it's not really worth the while to pursue new customers under the current conditions. So again, going to an example would be that if you're going to spend $500 to acquire a customer and that customer is only going to spend $100 over their lifetime of being with you, you should either consider to lower the marketing costs at that point in time and increase your sales to the existing customers and upselling them because it's costing you negatively $400 to, to just keep obtaining new, 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 new client, a new client base, I should say, excuse me. Um, now it's not always going to be possible to know the required clock calculations for both CAC and CLV at any given point. And that's because like I mentioned a lot of times is that there's so many factors that are applied. What I'm doing right now is taking a conservative approach uh, when per performing these calculations and they're just simple estimates whenever you are doing it, whenever you're looking into your business to kind of get a rough idea as to what it is costing you for a customer and wh what your customers are really bringing back to the table for you. But again, you need to re you need to do this with an accountant and or even there's lots of software online that you can find where you can punch in all the numbers based on your specific business and that can tell you exactly what the customer acquisition cost is. Uh, this goes for anyone that has their either their own independent family-run business. It can it's all enterprises use it all the time. You know, even franchise owners. No two franchises are going to be the same either, unless they're the same owner, right? I, I think I mentioned this in, a, in another podcast too. Like just because you had a bad experience at one McDonald's doesn't mean you're going to have a bad experience at another McDonald's, unless they're the same owner. Same mentality applies to both locations. Mm -mm. You're going to see two different aspects of how the business is run. The system is the same. But the cost of customer acquisition, the cost of running the store, the net profits for both the owners are going to be, you know, completely different. One has more rent, one has less rent. One has more employees, one has less employees. One is in a new area where people don't know, one is in an existing area. So again, the existing area is probably going to have 
uh, less customer acquisition cost and higher CLV. Whereas the one that's in a newer area is probably going to have more customer acquisition cost because they need to get the word out that they exist there. So, you know, we have to take all these things in consideration when we're looking at, you know, anything to do with marketing. You know, one one bad step about marketing a lot of people do is they think that, hey, just because I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Google, I'm just going to sit back and business is going to come to me. It's a very poor way of thinking because if you're if you're not targeting the appropriate candidates or you're not properly budgeting yourself on how to obtain new customers, not only is your customer acquisition cost going up through the roof, but your marketing expenses double, triple than what you're spending. And yeah, you might be making a profit and you might be happy, but imagine you know making a third of the profit you should actually be making or not making a profit. You know, like again, it's it, it's it's a double negative and, and people need to consider understanding the importance of marketing in sales. You can't have marketing without sales. You can't have sales without marketing. Nothing else revolves around this world without sales. There would be no need of accounting if you didn't sell. There would no need for you to go to your day-to-day job if there was no sales. If you're asking yourself, well, what does my job have to do with sales? You could be working at a firm like Deloitte. Well, if they're doing accounting for a business, that business needs to make money somewhere. So that firm is selling their services. So let's use Deloitte as an example. They're selling their services to IBM to do their accounting. IBM is then selling their computers and or leasing products or apps to other businesses to make their profits and so forth. If you work at a bank, you're upselling. You're selling customers to open an account with that bank. That's how the bank makes money or products that that bank sells. You work at a call center, doesn't matter. You're trying to retain those sales and or you're trying to upsell. So again, everyone revolves around sales. You're in a manufacturing plant. Well, guess what? You're working there because people are buying that product and you need to produce it in cars, in masks, in boxes, doesn't matter. Everything revolves around sales. Now, let's have we all have to kind of understand that to know that everyone else's job, it's like a dominoes effect. No sales, everything else fails behind. Sales are high, the foundation is built, the pyramid goes bigger. That's how it's going to work. The quite the importance I should say of knowing your CAC and CLV is really going to enable you to determine your projection on marketing costs. If it's going to cost you $200 to bring in a cust- bring in 100 customers, but you know, no, doing the mathematics, you can say, hey, if I cut my budget down and, and smartly market in my business, and I can, you know, cut it in half and still bring in those hundred customers, that only benefits you. When you cut expenses that are unnecessary, not only is it better for the business showing a positive, it's better for you as the owner to take in more money into your own pocket or to treat your staff in, in incentives that never existed, whatever the case may be it only helps to progress the business forward, okay? So take the time in considering and knowing what your exact costs are so that this way, whenever it comes down to meeting with the marketing team, whether that's in-house or outsourced, you kind of know exactly how much it's costing. And if they're doing a poor job based on your industry, I would highly suggest in finding someone else that can do it more efficiently, okay? Don't go for the cheap people that are going to charge you $500 to do your Google ad campaigns uh, as, as yeah, they might charge you $500 and you might get one or two customers, but they're not necessarily going to be strong leads, but don't also pay $10,000 if your business is only generating 20,000 net revenue, gross revenue, I should say, sorry, per month where you're spending half your budget into marketing so that you can stay afloat. Like doesn't make sense. Find the median that works for you. Okay. The best thing about understanding your customer acquisition costs, depending on how established your business is, is it kind of tells you which direction you need to go in and what areas you really need to focus on your business. Is it that the customer acquisition is expensive because your customer service is, you know, quote unquote, not the greatest? Therefore, 
it's costing you more because a lot of people are fly, falling through the cracks? Or is it because you have horrible reviews, which you can go back on to another podcast episode where I talked about the importance of testimonials and understanding as to why you need to keep that afloat? Because all of these things that I'm talking about correlate with one another, one way or another, okay? Your customer acquisition cost goes higher, even if you have the best product in line, if people don't like you or people have a problem with you, okay? Again, unless you're like a big business and you have a massive enterprise, you're an enterprise that has a massive following or you have a bid that's going to work for the next 10, 15 years of guaranteed income, sure, maybe this won't affect you as much. But for the rest of the other individuals out here today, you need to understand that everything plays a role, okay? Social media marketing results in your customer acquisition cost. Your Google ad campaigns, customer acquisition cost. Your branding, customer acquisition cost. Testimonials, customer acquisition cost. So they go hand in hand, okay? Uh, same with, even though I'm only saying customer acquisition cost, your customer lifetime value also is equated in that same customer acquisition cost um, formula if we were to relate the two together. So the main thing that I want to kind of end off this point with is that knowing where your money goes and how much you return, you can see based on your investments as a small owner, like basically if you're investing too much in marketing, you, you know, you should be able to know how to lower your CAC by your, based on your spending. And it's always a great idea. Okay. So target what works for you, not what you think works for you. All right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have for today. And that's all really that we can touch base on for both the lifetime value and the acquisition cost of consumers. Um, continue to tune in. Like I said, uh, in the coming days, we're just in the finishing of the editing process for episodes to speak with an investor to talk about stock markets and what to invest in today. I know a lot of people are struggling or, or scared about what's going to happen after COVID. Let's hear from real experts on what their thoughts are and not mainstream media who you know adds fear. We're going to talk next segment about fear and how it actually uh, defines your buying decision. And then lastly, uh, we also have another episode that's coming up that's going to talk with an accountant who's going to go in depth into what you need to know about these benefits that are going around, whether you're an individual or a business and how they both benefit you and they can actually screw you with the consequences. So tune in, sit tight, enjoy your weekend, guys. This is Punch Your Knowledge, Aaron Tabasum signing off.